All right. Ladies and gents, we have episode 16 coming your way, August 9th, 2022. We have the self-proclaimed number one creamer on the line, Tommy Goodman from the greater Albuquerque area. Uh, Corey, would you mind uh, introducing uh, your good buddy, Tommy? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Tommy Goodwin, as you, uh, as you mentioned, sometimes pronounced great man, I think. That's Uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, From from Albuquerque, he's kind of a fitness freak. He's a runner, a biker, a lifter. Um, And and he pays close attention to the diet too. We've talked about that. Uh, You know, when we introduced him the first time, he's a vegetarian and he's, Mm -hmm. he's an eco-friendly guy, drives a Tesla around town. That's right. And uh, one one knock on him is his shoes, but we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, look yeah. forward to that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, nice Tommy, why don't you uh, t- g- just give us a little bit about your running background? Since we are a running podcast, let's hear about that first. Yeah, I appreciate that, Corey, and it's nice to be on here with you, Nick. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. You know, first off, I really would like to explain, describe myself as the number one creamer. That's kind of how I how I lead most conversations these days. I kind of <laughs> explained that first and foremost. And I was actually hanging out with my good buddy, Lisa at work the other day, who's a pretty elite runner. And we kind of felt like, you know, Lady Gaga's got her little monsters. Uh, Benjamin Cumberbutch, who's the uh, actor from uh, Doctor Strange. He has the Cumberbitches. And so we kind of felt, we kind of felt it very applicable that, that the the men that listen to your podcast are the creamers oh, the nice. uh the women that listen to the podcast are the creamettes okay. and then the non-binary gender associating neutrals are the creamies <laughs> All right. so, Wait, I mean, if if we ever have a uh a podcast like clothing line I mean, can we ask you to step in and sort of on the design element and the the overall naming element? I think we already have a, a good sort of starting point for our for our podcast supplies yes. and uh, memorabilia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would definitely be down with that. Um, yeah, count me in on that one, guys, for sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're definitely going to outsell the Cumber bitches. <laughs> oh, you know, they're mean. Cumber bitches, they have a reputation for really supporting their man. And that's kind of the attitude and the personality I would like your fans to have. Um, Kind of cutthroat type of fans where, you know, we don't really, I don't take any shit from anybody. You know, this is our, (laughs) these are our two heroes, Nick and Corey. And this is who we support, regardless. (laughs) But I I think we got the right guy leading the charge here, if that's what we're (laughs) after. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Corey, I don't know if you agree, but I don't know if we have to have any more future guests on. I think we'll have Tommy on every episode from here on out. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Yeah, I was actually, I was at work the other day and my boss stopped me and she said, hey, Tommy, you didn't do any, any new pods. Any new pods on the horizon? <laughs> and I was like, actually, I am. I'm a number one, number one creamer. And she looked at me kind of sideways and she goes, what is that? What is that about? Is that about people that like putting half and half in their coffee? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, Sarah, it's actually, it's a running podcast. And she goes, what does running have to do with creaming? So I don't know, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. Apparently it's people that have orgasms when they run. <laughs> and um, oh so shout out to Sarah. If she's listening, uh, maybe you guys could cover 
some of that in the future episodes. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 you know, it's it's where the cream always rises to the top, right? We we, we all are uh, well aware of that, and so that's that's what the podcast is all about. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, we're not, we're everybody, <laughs> everybody can interpret their, their own way. I mean, I like, yeah. I like all all versions. I'm open to any uh, any ideas. So, I mean, yeah, the cream yeah, always yeah. rises to the top. Is the first one doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, what's uh, like Corey alluded to? What's where'd you get your running start? How'd you how'd you kick off your running career? Well, I think I started pretty late in life running. Um, so I was a pretty avid soccer player growing up. I played for maybe eight or nine years until I hit high school. And I tried out for the varsity team my freshman year. And the coach said I wasn't going to make the team. So I quit immediately, <laughs> which is kind of like the backstory of my life. I tend to be a quitter, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, so I did I did run, you know, in, in high school playing soccer and stuff, but you know, I really didn't start competitively running or trying to achieve PRs until maybe like 35, 36. Nice. And so I was always, always an avid cyclist. You know, I used, I used to race a lot when I was younger. Like when I was 14, I, I kind of worked all summer and I bought like a really expensive mountain bike and just kind of started cruising around the state and racing and stuff. And I did that for about 10 years and then I started getting more mileage and turned into more of like a commuter was just kind of racing on the side as I started building a family and stuff. And then from there, I kind of, I read this article one day and it said, you know, if you, if you're a high mileage cyclist, you know, over 2000 miles a year, which I was, then you should probably consider running because cycling kind of removes bone density and then running kind of builds it back up. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Huh. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to do that. I'm totally, I read that article and the very next day I was like, I'm going to start to run. This is my new thing. And um, I went out for a run and I hated it. <laughs> I fucking hated it. It was the worst thing ever. Sorry. Can we, can we cuss in the pod or no? Oh yeah. That's, yeah. We'll, we'll shit, figure out bitch. a way to how to beep it yeah, out. Give it, give it to a minimum. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> and I was talking to my buddy about it and he goes, well, what kind of shoes are you wearing? And I was like, well, the shoes I have on now that I've been wearing for the last six months, my, my <laughs> kick around Adidas. Nice. And he was like, you know, you need to try, you need to try a different pair of shoes. Like you need to get a high level pair of shoes. And to yeah. that, I said, what's a really good shoe brand? And he immediately replied, immediately replied, Saucony. Oh yeah. Yes. We like your buddy. We do like that guy. Can we get him on the show? He is available. Yes. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So <laughs> you, you'll hang up and. <laughs> yeah, hop on here. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring him. We'll bring him right in. <laughs> um, but I did go to a uh, a local shoe store here in town, and the lady put me on a treadmill, and she kind of analyzed my stride and said, "You belong in a pair of Brooks Glycerins," which yeah. I had no idea what they were. I, all I knew is that it was the most expensive shoe in the store. I mean, everybody and, uh, walks in a pair of those. Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody who goes belong. in that store walks out in a pair of glycerin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like a sucker. I probably was. Um, but it did actually change change my running career because I had no idea how comfortable a pair of running shoes could be. And so the first time I tried them, it was like a complete transformation. I, I couldn't believe that there was a shoe actually designed like that that had that type of comfort and so kind of from that point on I just started 
you know, kind of working on, on getting healthier and getting better at running and stuff. And then started participating in some local events and everything. And it's kind of all downhill from there, from, from the Brooks. That's, that's awesome. I, I, I love the stories of, of runners, <clears throat> excuse me, runners who get involved in, in the sport a little bit later on in life. Cause I, I was the same way. I, I hated running. I refused to run pretty much like all during high school, college. I didn't run. And then, yeah, once I, once I got a little bit later on in life, I realized that it was actually worthwhile doing. Right. Um, so what was your, what was your first sort of race? Was it 5k, 10k? What did you do? Yeah, actually I ran a half marathon for an injured friend. He had like a free ticket up for grabs. Okay. So I ran like a local Albuquerque race down here in New Mexico and I actually ended up being decently fast. I think I ran like a like an hour forty five, something like that. Nice. And um, you know, I remember when I finished for him, he was like, "Dude, you're really fast. Like, you need to keep going. Like, you need to keep running, and see if you can, you know, beat that PR or whatever." And I never did. That was <laughs> the fastest I've ever run a half marathon. With but was that so? That was your first race, a half marathon. Had you had you ever run farther than that prior to? Uh, I don't think so, Corey. I think, I think probably the maximum I had done before that was maybe like 11 or, you know, 12 miles. So pretty close. Okay. But I, but I'd never gone over that. And I think, you know, probably one of my biggest regrets in that race was having energy at the end of the race, because I always tend to kind of start off slowly and kind of, you know, my first mile is pretty slow. Um, and then, you know, I can kind of gain speed after that. But I remember being passed in that race by, you know, somebody and, and me thinking like at mile six, I can definitely keep up with this person. So I passed, you know, passed that person. And I think, you know, my last two miles are my fastest miles. And, you know, as I remember it, you know, it was basically, you know, sprinting like my last mile. And when I was done, I was like, man, I totally could have gone faster. But, you know, I had a hard time judging how much energy and how much pace I had left. Hmm. So, so that being your fastest one, what, would you say you had done some of your best training, you know, le- leading up to that, uh, you know, being an, uh, a new runner, um, had you been training for, you know, a, a certain amount of time rather consistently prior to the race, would that have contributed to that being the fastest one you've run? Yeah, Is you it- know, pro- probably. Okay. Yeah. Has, have you gotten back to that kind of consistent training like you were doing before that one? You know, I haven't. Um, so I've got, you know, like three young kids and a busy, mm, busy yeah, sure. lifestyle and stuff. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah. That is tough. But, but I, I recently did get a pair of um, Nike Zoom flies due to one of your previous guests. You kind of talked yeah. me into, on, onto the Zoom flies. And, you know, I kind of had like the same experience putting those shoes on for the first time where I had no idea that that type of technology was put into shoes. Yeah. It was like when I put the glycerins on it for the first time and you know, the, the zoom flies, they're an amazing product. You know, it's like wearing a spaceship on your shoes and your is, feet. Yeah. It is pretty crazy what they can do with these designs nowadays. And that, that previous guest guest that you mentioned, he's been banned from all, all future shows, but uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't, I've never used the zoom fly. Have you used the zoom fly, Corey? No, I, I haven't used any of the, the Nike super shoe or whatever. Yeah. So how long um, have you had the, the zoom fly for Tommy? 
Um, it hasn't been that long. It's only been a couple of weeks. Like I said, I was turned on by your guests okay. to try them out and stuff. So, what's um, but what's you know, the right when I, you've done in it. So not too far, probably about five miles. Okay. I think I did five miles about four or five days ago. And it's a, you know, from an engineering standpoint, you can really see, I mean, I feel sorry to say this when you guys are sponsored by Saucony, but it's a, it's an amazing shoe. Like it's, I just, I really had no idea they're even making shoes like that. It's a, it's like a engineering masterpiece, if you will. Yeah. Heck yeah. And they're probably... go to that same store to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> No, those are on clearance from Nike.com. Hundred bucks. Shout out to Nike. Okay, nice. Yeah. We'll be we'll be that out as well. <laughs> yeah, that's worse than the F bomb you threw up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. But I, it's been a long day. I've been up since like four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think all of the you know whatever brand you choose now they're all, um, you know, they're 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 kind of. You know, Nike was the first ones to come out with the, the the shoe with the carbon plate, and I'm sure they all, all all the other companies probably bought that shoe and ripped it apart and studied it, and and they're probably all yeah. based off of that that initial one that came out. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think I would tend to agree with you, Corey. But you know, I did like a month ago. I bought a pair of of Brooks Ghosts, which uh-huh. are very highly reviewed. It's a really good shoe. People, yeah, really mm-hmm. love for it. sure. But I hated that shoe, hated it. You know, yeah. and when you when you look at the engineering compared to that to to the Zoom flights, it honestly is it's night and day. I mm-hmm. really feel like there's just so much more money poured into the engineering of that Zoom fly than the Brooks. And I'm I'm a Brooks guy. I mean, glycerin from day one, but mm-hmm. um, sure they definitely feel like an old style shoe when you look at that Nike. It's it's mm-hmm. like aerodynamically shaped and it's got the carbon plate and um yeah I, you know, and, I, I really and the like ghost. The ghost is an old style shoe, you know, that one's been around for a long, long time and is, you know, just kind of, uh, they, they've kind of got their, their base of customers. And I don't think they're gonna, they're gonna change for, for anyone on that particular shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and, and Brooks does have their own, um, you know, um, super shoe or whatever, whatever we're calling them. So it'd be interesting to compare, you know, the, all the different super shoes against one another. And probably, you know, if, if we didn't have our contractual obligation, I'd, I'd try several of them uh, against the Saucony, but um, I'm, it's tough to get around. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, I mean, it's an airtight contract. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can look at the fine print again, but I don't think we're going to find anything to get us out. <laughs> top of that. So, uh, <laughs> You got these new uh, Zoom flies. What you have, you have an upcoming race in mind to uh, really push these and try these out? Yeah, I hope so, Nick. So I have the, the it's a chips and salsa half marathon coming up, and it's on September eleventh. Nice. Never I think we had mentioned that one a few weeks. Yeah, back. we did. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. And I was kind of bummed to hear that um, they only give out chips and salsa to the half marathon participants. I'll be running the 10K, so I won't be enjoying any delicious um, chips and salsa. Maybe you can take your own. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, me and my buddy, we're bringing our own. We're going to set up our own table, and that's exactly what we're going to do. That's <laughs> kind of like some of the Mexican restaurants you go to. They don't give you chips and salsa now. So um, Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. That's I wonder who's – is it sponsored by anybody? I don't believe so. I'm, I don't think it's sponsored by any of our um, – 
lovely Mexican restaurants like Sadie's. Yeah. Um, it might be able to kick you guys some stuff. It seems like they're really <laughs> missing out on a on an excellent opportunity. Yeah. Where did the half uh, so the half marathoners get the chips and salsa at the end, or what? What? Yeah. Why can't and you just can't get in on that? There's a special table or something for the. I think so. Yeah, I'll try and sneak in there. Give yeah, you guys definitely. A report. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what? So you're doing the 10k. What? Yeah. Uh, are you? Have you been actively training for that, or what, what's your game plan for that one? A little bit, you know. And I'm sure some of your listeners are are cyclists also. And I find it I find it really hard to to cycle and train for running at the same time. So I, I do I do a lot of commuting miles. So I get like well for me it's a lot. I get like 60, 70 commuting miles. And so I just usually find that my legs are just completely trashed by the time it's time to run. Okay. And so um, I am I'm increasing my my running miles, but you know, I don't think I'll ever be back to any PRs. I just actually now just really enjoy it more than anything. Do you, do you find the cycling keeps you at least like fit enough that you can just go show up and, and at least, you know, be, be competent in the, in a race or whatever? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I feel like with the cycling mileage, I probably could go run a half marathon at any point. I may not be fast, but I could get through it. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's a huge bonus for that, that level of activity. What are your yeah, What are your thoughts are on Lance Armstrong? Yeah, I mean he's the love of my life. I don't know where else to go from there. It's like, <laughs> you know, with Lance, it was it's like being cheated on by your your super hot girlfriend oh, in man. high school with a football player, because you know the whole the whole country like looked up to him. You adored him. You wanted to be with him. You wanted to have a relationship with him. You wanted yeah. to go to Texas and spend time at his farm. Um, yep. But unfortunately, you know, he dropped the, the bad news that he was doping. But the way that I look at it is, is that they were all doping at oh, that yeah. point, yeah, probably. For sure. um, so, yeah, I still have a, a crush on that one bald wonder, wonder that's for sure. Huh. How, uh, <laughs> how many Livestrong bracelets did you own, like, at the, at the maximum <laughs> point in your life? <laughs> what a great question. Oh, yeah, at least five. I could, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I beat him in the Boston Marathon in sometime around, I don't know, 2008, 2011, something like that. Okay. And how did you feel about that? Were you ashamed or were you proud? I was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone the other way, but that's the difference. Yeah. Between us. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he was just fresh off his cycling career and he was still doped up, I'm sure. So I was, I was super proud of that. Uh-uh. I mean, I really feel like he should not um, his name like that, you know. <laughs> so Corey did mention the vegetarian diet. Yeah. Um, at yeah. one point in my life, I was vegetarian slash vegan for several years. Um, what are you like? At what point did you transition to the vegetarian diet? Yeah. Well, that's a super important question to me. But if I can, can I kick it back to you, Nick? Like, why why did you decide to go that way for a couple of years? Oh, just partially sort of a relationship uh, goals pressure. and also <laughs> what? in the pressure in the relationship pressure pressure <laughs> and also I mean at some point I did realize it was it was a health definitely a very healthy uh, lifestyle. Well, here's what you need to realize, Nick, is that meat is murder. Just joking. <laughs> 
No, I, I got, <laughs> I, I got that. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm just just messing around. So it's been, it's been like um, about 20 years that I've been vegetarian, and it started. This is our, from... this is our pita segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, guys, you need to realize meat is murder. <laughs> Factory farming is evil, and we should not be doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Op- Oprah had this this guest on our show that basically like ruined the Texas cattle industry. Oh yeah. And yeah, I listened to, to that episode or whatever. And then I read the guy's book and he basically said that, you know, cows are no longer animals. They're treated like dollar signs. And then once the animals are treated like dollar signs and the quality of the meat goes down. And I was, I was kind of unhealthy at that point. I was working like 80 hours a week eating tons of fast food. Hmm. And I was, I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to contribute to, to uh, animals being abused and factory farming and it just kind of snowballed from there so it's been it's been a really long time now yeah no that's that's definitely uh i mean an amazing reason excellent reason to uh to uh, get into that lifestyle and so. and then it also helped me with my relationships and i scored a super hot wife so <laughs> and that's that was bonus. also a plus yeah, shout out to megan bonus. if she's listening yeah <laughs> super hot uh, little little known fact about Corey, like when he does his really long runs, his training runs, I think he he his recovery is he goes to Wiener Central and gets like five chili dogs to recover. <laughs> yep, that's uh, I can't I can't uh, can't argue with that. Um... Props to Corey <laughs> sucking down those dogs because yeah. <laughs> big time. <laughs> so. We've heard rumors of these Ben and Jerry's ice cream races in Albuquerque. We've talked about them on a couple of the podcasts. I don't know if they're like 5Ks or 10Ks or what, what they are, but do you have any insight into that? You know, I don't. Um, but we should definitely try and register for for one of them and do them as a trio. That would be really, a lot of fun. I Would really you... like that. To... Yeah, spend need time to... with my with my idols and go for a run yeah we need to find out if there's actually ice cream at them first before Absolutely. we make that kind of commitment but um <laughs> yeah, but yeah we, we were hoping we were hoping <laughs> with, our Albuquerque, with you being being there in albuquerque you might have a little insight for us but uh no problem um yeah yeah i've heard you guys talking about it but um yeah, i can't confirm or deny or or rejecting yeah. the, the rumors you've heard yeah all right well can you can you tell us about i know you have done in Albuquerque, the the world's toughest 10K. Can you talk about that one a little bit? I'm really intrigued by by that race. So if you're not if you're not listening from New Mexico, um, there's basically a, a big ass mountain here. I think it's 10,300 feet is the summit. And so they have this race that's called the, the world's hardest 10K, as Corey said, and it starts basically at the river and goes all the way to the base of the mountain. And you know they. And it's basically straight uphill the entire the entire way. Um, if there's a world's harder 10K, I would like to try it because I can't imagine anything being harder than that run. It was really tough. What, what was the elevation gain? Uh, do, do you recall? I know it's been a couple of years since you've done it. Uh, yeah, you know, I tried to I tried to re- register for it last year, but I don't think they had it um, due to COVID. Hmm. But yeah, I guess I'm yeah I'm not too sure on the elevation gain. You know, it goes right to the base of the tram, basically. Oh, so, one of the things that Albuquerque is kind of famous for is the world's largest tram, which I know sounds kind of carnivaly, but that's what we're famous for. Um, and I think that the base of the tram is is probably seven thousand feet or so. 
and it, maybe the race starts at about you know five thousand probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, I've driven that road quite a bit, and I don't think I'd really want to run that way on it. I'd go the other way, but yeah, <laughs> that's uh that would be a challenging race for sure. Then the, mm-hmm. on the other side of the mountain, there's the world's fastest half marathon or marathon or something. Oh, right. the Sandia, yeah. It's Sandia something or I forget what it's called, but they've had it for a few years. And I think you're just like cruising down the down basically like the mountain road or the ski hill road as fast as you can. Oh man. That would be a, a killer on the legs as well. As well. Yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of fun stuff back there too, right? They have like mountain bike races on the back of the mountain and you can take your mountain bike up on the ski lift and you can ride down and stuff. So yeah. yeah. So all the people that aren't from Albuquerque, pretty cool, pretty cool city. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You know, a lot of people hate, a lot of the locals, it seems like hate in Albuquerque, but I really like it here. You go out for a, like a run or a hike. The trails are basically empty. There's nobody out here. We went and did um, some hikes in Colorado, and the trails were packed. And so it's kind of nice mm. down here. There's just just a lot of space, not that many people in it. Yeah, that's do that you, a uh, huge bonus. Do you yeah. do a lot of your running on the trails, Tommy, or you you stay to the stick to the streets for that? Yeah, I definitely try and hill train as much as possible. So just try and hit like like riverbeds and up to the up to the different peaks and stuff. Um, I think that's where I get my most value from training is, is mm. hill running. So yeah, how about you, Corey? You do a lot of a lot of gravel oh. running. <laughs> you know, when I first moved into the house I'm currently in, there's there's trails right out the right out my front door, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna. Once a week, I'm going to do a, a trail run just to, you know, get a little bit different um, footing. And it's supposed to be like good for your ankles to strengthen them and that sort of thing to not just be on the flat roads. And like the second week I went out and I tripped on a rock as I was passing some people. So there were people around, which was really nice. <laughs> and I fell and I, I think I like had a small fracture in my arm when I fell on this rock I felt like throwing up as soon as I hit the ground (laughs) and it swelled up real bad and Uh, so that kind of ended that for me I just kind of do hikes on the trails now and stick to the the streets I guess I'm I'm too too clumsy for trying to go fast on the what about um, what about animal life do you encounter any like mountain lions or bears I haven't seen mountain lions, but I have been quite close to a couple of bears. Uh, haven't not not this summer, but last summer a couple of times. Um, we have garbage bears up here. They come in and um, and, and rummage through people's garbage. And on trash day, it is a frenzy out there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 do you purposely go running on trash day, or do you avoid running on trash day? Well. <laughs> I'm generally out there and uh but yeah it's been it's been better this year we haven't haven't seen so many but I mean last summer I probably saw on different throughout the summer I probably ran up on about four different bears so um yeah it's just kind of hit or miss yeah but um you know I've gotten pretty lucky to where I've seen them in advance and there's I mean there's been some some runners who've been been attacked by by bears up here so Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, if that ever happens to you, that'll be a really good episode next week. It will be. 
Great. Uh, it would be a great show. Depending on what happens, of course. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Either way, it'll be great. I mean, either way, <laughs> if uh, hey Tommy, if Corey happens to uh, not make it through the bear attack, will you uh, be the co-host? Yeah, I would love that, Nick. Thanks for asking. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. Man. Yeah, we don't, appreciate want, we don't want to drop this and our, and basically uh, lose all our followers. But, and, and if that happens, just like don't ever mention it. Just act like nothing's changed <laughs> on the show. Well, I think we'll we we'll probably bring it up in the promos. Like, here's two guys, one from Las Cruces, one from Albuquerque, yeah. and the death, death, death of another from Los Alamos. Like that would be our promo. <laughs> yep, that's. I mean. Violent yeah. cells now, so we're we're definitely adding <laughs> that to the promo. Now, really quick, um, Nick, I do have a question for you. Yes. Um, this comes from my coworker who I've gotten involved with listening. This is Lisa, and um, um, she asked me to she asked me to read this question verbatim. Right, so verbatim. And I don't know if I can do that because it's you guys got mad at me for cussing earlier. <laughs> um, but she said, um, "I really like the sound of Nick's voice." He reminds me of this surfer dude that I dated while I was in college. He was super hot. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a setup of some sort. No, this is this is real life. Um, she goes on to say, a lot of sports prioritize hair removal to increase speed. Do you guys <laughs> think hair removal has anything to do with increasing speed? And let's be honest, boys. What are you packing down there? A wood floor or a fern? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Batman. Well, uh, I mean, there's a couple, couple components to that question. Um, I do a lot of vocal warm-ups prior to the show, so that's probably where I get my silky, smooth voice from. <laughs> and uh, as far as manscaping, um, I mean, I definitely do shave occasionally when it's uh when i'm getting close to like race time i just don't want all that extra chafing um so she's what about you, asking for a wood floor or a fern <laughs> <laughs> i mean Big it really it depends on the depends on the season honestly yeah. i'll let her know shout out to to uh sarah Corey. uh what's your response I think that was directed to you in particular. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for backing me up. Yeah, well, I, I, I got a bald head, so I'll uh, leave it at that. You. All right. All right. Well, I'll get, I'll get information for sure. Definitely. Um, so one of our uh, reoccurring segments, as you well know, is is the beer mile. And we're, we're angling for a – a sort of season-ending beer mile challenge. All of our guests are going to participate, um, film some sort of video with the start, the finish. Uh, it doesn't matter. We don't have any requirements for the video, but uh, we're wondering if you'd be interested in participating in the beer mile. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something I would definitely um, want to participate in. You know, the one question I had is, um, can you drink a seltzer? I'm not sure if seltzers are allowed, or is it just beer? No, that's a disqualification. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just beer, you're, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, well, you're a sour beer guy, right? So you can you can do one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it just has to meet a minimum alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like the sour beer, but I couldn't imagine 
pounding a few of those. Yeah, you may well. you may not like them. I mean, they're four and you get ten you minutes. Chug four of those, and <laughs> if you happen to vomit, you get a penalty lap. So, I do have a um, congenial story about Corey vomiting. Nice. Would like to hear it. Love to hear yeah. that. So I don't know how, how long have we known each other, Corey, for. <laughs> I don't think I vomited in front of you. I don't know. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely did. Oh, man. <laughs> so I think we've known each other for roughly 10 years. No, only like months. six. If this was beyond <laughs> six years, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, when I, when I listen to your voice on the podcast, I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> that's super awkward, but let's um, continue with the story. So when Corey started at my current uh, workplace... So you have to you have to think of where we worked. It's um it was an Air Force base and it's a really populated, busy Air Force base with like you know, like twenty five thousand people coming in and out of the base every day. And so they had this thing called the the, the Air Force Base Fastest Mile. And this is like maybe six months into knowing Corey. Oh, I nice. didn't, didn't really know him. I mean, I obviously I knew he was an incredible specimen of a human being. <laughs> and just a really personality everything like he i mean we all called Corey the total package i think you called me a bronze god at the time oh my well you were you were really tan at that point if i look back (laughs) through my photos which i'm doing right now yeah you're super handsome that was Corey's spray tan phase (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know if you remember that Corey, but it was the like the air force base fastest mile yeah i don't remember throwing up though (laughs) okay let's revisit this tale yeah, <laughs> of a stomach file. So you, um, so I didn't really know him, and we were like, "Hey, let's go run this. Let's go run this, you know, fastest mile of the Air Force Base, and that'll be great." And Corey, he crushed it, right? I think you got. I think you did come in second, but I think you ran like a four sixteen. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, it wasn't that fast. I, I think. So I think yeah, it was. It was like a nationwide thing. I think I won our local one, right? And then finished second overall or something something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was somewhere, you know, slightly below five minutes. Okay. So our memories differ. I remember you <laughs> looking Well, I've I remember never you... I've never run a mile in four sixteen, so I'm quite sure it wasn't that. <laughs> I think I can okay. back up your story though, Tommy, because I was I was living in Albuquerque at the time. And I do vaguely remember Corey mentioning the fastest mile and mm-hmm. texting me something about throwing up. So oh, yep. interesting. Yeah, that's a true story. This is not a fabrication of yeah. other stories today. Um <laughs> great yeah so yeah Corey you you ran the mile you crushed it came in second so I remember to a guy that just blitzed the field he was like 10 seconds in front of you I know we were all really sad about that because our hero had lost the race which was disappointing but I'm quite sure I won our local one I remember getting (laughs) interviewed in the whole deal all right well different opinions but I think I'm gonna back up Tommy on this one I don't recall that. Um, yeah, but I was driving away, and I drove there. I think I think Corey, you walked or you, you like trotted over us to warm up or whatever. And yeah, as we were coming back to the shop there, I saw Corey kind of on the side of the road, just um, just heaving, if you will, <laughs> let, let, letting it all go. And I remember asking you, I was like, "Hey, man, you want to ride back? Are you okay?" And he was like. I'm just going to walk, bro. Let me go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
mean, that's a disappointing day for everybody, I guess. Yeah, we were crushed because our hero had <laughs> Corey vomited. And I'm gonna find hero. those results and I'm gonna I'm gonna update the pod on this one. Yeah, but, uh... yeah. <laughs> definitely, we need a, a future update on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna. Hey, hey, Nick, I'll jot that down. Oh yeah, yeah. Please jot that down. Somebody needs I'm to jot that down. I'll jot that down. I got that. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'd like to also give the email to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, go, go for it. I don't have the email at all. I no, I don't either. <laughs> I know you've never sent us one, so uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just, I, yeah, I just try and fill you guys with pot- positive, like mental emotion. You know, I don't, I don't like to do the whole Gmail thing. Just try and like send you vibes, right? I, I, I understand that as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't email that email address either. It's too long. It's ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) No new emails this week. No new emails. Well, that's a bummer. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Beer Mile. We have got a lot of good good quality talent lined up for the Beer Mile. So, better bring your A game, Tommy, because it's going to be a a tough competition. And we want to crown the official Creamcast Beer Miler of uh, 2022. And we hope you're uh, we hope you're in contention for that. Hey, I love you guys. I appreciate being on the pod. I will um, compete fully in the beer mile. I even have uh, I have beer adorned shoes that I'll be wearing. Oh damn! And um, you know you get a lot of fast guests on the show, and I'm coming. I'm gonna yeah. I'm I'm bringing it. Perfect. <laughs> we love it. We love that positive attitude. But Nick, uh, let's put a disclaimer for the moms on the front of this one, because Tommy got a little uh, crass with us here. But uh, (laughs) we do want to thank you for coming on the show, Tommy. We know you're a huge, huge fan of the show. And this has been uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. I I love you, Corey. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Tommy. Great meeting you. And hopefully uh, we can meet in person someday. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good night. Well, hey, Corey, uh, as always. Stay creamy. Later.